am so excited to have Val Harrison speaking with us today. Um, Val is a veteran homeschool mom of seven kids, and she also runs and operates the Practical Speaking Mom. She has graduated five from her homeschool with the final two being in fifth and 10th grades. She knows how it feels as a dedicated yet overwhelmed mom. Speaking at conventions, mom's groups, and in parenting classes for many years, Val encourages and equips parents with practical solutions in all stages of parenthood. She'll soon debut her podcast, Practically Speaking Mom, where she focuses on helping intentional moms build strong families. Her books include When Littles Are Loud, Maximizing the Moments Without Drowning in Chaos, Wearing All Your Hats Without Wearing Out, Finding Focus for Your Family to Be the Masterpiece God Intended It to Be, Clash in Your Home, A Game Plan for Cleaning Up the Conflict, and her newest release, Gaining Momentum, Preparing Your Student for a Career with or Without College. Through her website, www.practicallyspeakingmom.com, her podcast, which is going to premiere soon, Practically Speaking Mom, Intentional Mom, Strong Family, or in her online community at Practically Speaking Mom, Val wants you to remember that even with all its unique personalities, imperfections, and scars, your family is God's masterpiece in the making. If you're interested in having Val speak at your convention, please contact her at val at practicallyspeakingmom.com. I will have so many of these links in our show notes. And Val, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. Thanks for making time to come and, and talk with us. We have so much in common. And every time we talk, we could just talk for a long time. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this opportunity. And um, I'm my oldest, not, sorry, not my oldest, my third oldest daughter, uh, my 10th grader just started a class through True North. So that is exciting. It's yeah. a Spanish one with Mrs. Best and she's loving it. Oh, good. Marcella is an amazing teacher. <laughs> she is. She is. And it's nice to have some classes where um, the student feels a different set of, of pressure to, you know, perform. And so I appreciate that through True North also. Oh, thanks. We're glad she's taking classes with us. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. I am so glad you're here. We are still talking about the soft skill of work ethic. And if you've looked at Val's blog or been on her website at all, she has, um, I just was reading some of her articles this morning just about transitions with older kids and stuff, which is kind of hitting me hard because we just sent my fourth off to college and drat, I really miss that kid, you know, but (laughs) transitions in mom's life. But you talked a lot about how it was really easy for your husband to have a strong worth ethic and playing was more of your challenge, which I can so relate to. But you're here to talk to us about work ethic. And I love, I love hearing what you have to say about it. Thank you. You know, work ethic, when you're looking at, you know, we're raising our kids and we have different goals for them. Ultimately, we're trying to raise them to be a responsible adult who represents Christ well. Mm. And when I look at what brings success for an adult, uh, I have top four skills and I couldn't put them in any particular order because I feel like all of them are essential. Um, So, so if I was looking at the top four, I would say people skills, we have to have the ability to communicate well with others, Um, flexibility or adaptability, moldability, Uh, being the uh, second one, integrity and work ethic. Mm -hmm. And to me, those four, that combination is essential for us as we are raising our kids. 
to get them to that character place where they have that setup. Mm-hmm. And so work ethic to me is just right there at the top of the list. Uh, in fact, when I was making my vision board for this podcast with you, this the you should see it because it is three times bigger than than it ever is when I'm making a podcast because I love this topic so much and there's so much just importantness to this. Yeah, and you know it's interesting. You touched on a lot of things we've talked about on the podcast with soft skills. We just finished a whole month on flexibility and adaptability, and we spent way more than a month on integrity. Um, so we're right there in the zone with you. And and I love the topic of work ethic too. It's been one of the easiest ones for me to talk about, to be honest with you. So yeah, um, keep going. <laughs> when, when I look at the benefits of work ethic, I just wanted to give moms a few. Um, it gives a child purpose mm-hmm. and self-worth um, self-perception of that there everybody has a self-perception but to give them a strong one that is based on uh, achievements not necessarily accolade achievements but knowing you're capable of things knowing you're capable of overcoming things also it grows your humility because it teaches you to serve others that you're not the center of the universe like uh, a hard lesson that most of us have to learn especially if we can train that out of our kids at a young age that just sets them up for success so much more. So that's a key part. It teaches them empathy to think about the people that they are helping um, and think from their perspective, oh, when I, cl- when I don't leave this mess behind, when I clean up after myself, I think of how I am going to help those other people that come after me. Mm-hmm. Um, it increases confidence. Um, and one thing that I a few months ago, I was asking a couple of my college-age sons, what has it mattered to you in college to have a strong work ethic? Okay. So I put that out there. And one thing that one of my sons said was it has given him favor with professors in different situations that have come up. For example, he turned in a test, a multiple page test, and he accidentally left out one of the pages when he turned it in. Uh, They were able to have open notes for it and he collected his notes and didn't realize one of the pages with it. The professor uh, contacted him and said, hey, you're missing one of your pages. What's up? And so he looked for it, found it, explained it to the professor. And the professor was like, you know what? I never give exceptions, but you have been such a strong student and you, I, I'm going to let you go ahead and turn that in. And so he, he got some points docked off for it. But favor from having strong work ethic is, is it matters. And his character was, the, the professor already knew his character. He knew he wasn't somebody to shirk his responsibility or to try to get out of work or cheat. He trusted him. So it mattered. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, when moms are listening to this, they might be thinking, you know, this topic of work ethic is something I need to worry about when my kids are maybe high school or older. Well, that's actually, it is way late in the ball game. If we wait till then, even with a toddler, you can, you can start Uh, preparing their mindset about work. You know, we as humans naturally have a lot of wrong perspectives about things. And one of them is about work. Work is, is a great positive thing. Um, Just so, so you could give a child, uh, a little toddler, a wipe and say, okay, we get to clean toys now, you know, and have, and maybe you're going to have to secretly redo whatever they do. uh, If it's a job that you really want to accomplish, but 
you are teaching them that this is fun and this is not a bad thing and it is a part of daily life. And so really establishing some quality habits in our kids all the way through. And habits don't just mean actions. Habits are so much about attitude. Mm. Uh, we need to shape our kids' attitudes about things. You know, you know, you hear the term in our society today a lot, fake news. Well, there's a whole lot of fake news about what is good for kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really feel bad for parents today who are raising, um, you know, they're the early parents that are just getting started in the process today. They are being bombarded with a whole lot of false information about what is really good for kids. Um, and so I come across a lot of moms that feel guilty for giving their kids work to do. Mm-hmm. And they feel like as a, a if I'm going to be a really loving mom, I am going to do everything, you know, that's going to show my child that I love them. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a totally different perspective on that. Um, I, I take a different view on chores. Mm-hmm. So the majority of chores I actually assign to all the kids. And I know for each family, your family looks different and you're going to have to just apply the, these concepts to what fits your family, but your family size and season and all that good stuff. Um, but I, I have four things that I'd like to share about some negatives that happen if mom tries to do everything. Uh, number one, you don't accomplish what God intended for you to accomplish because you're busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that we're God's artwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for us to do. That means, mom, that you've got certain things that God wants you to accomplish today. And the, here's the second thing that, that goes wrong when, when you try to do everything. Others don't accomplish what God intended for them to accomplish because you're doing their things. Mm-hmm. So that same verse uh, applies to your kids as well. God designed them with good works he wanted them to do. And that doesn't start in high school. That starts very young that they can learn to do good works in their life. The third bad thing that happens when moms try to do everything is trying to do everything keeps you at your worst. And I'm sure you've all experienced this where you've overcommitted and then you're spread too thin and you do everything poorly. And you know, one thing we're modeling for our kids is excellence. And uh, of course, we're not going to be excellent in everything all day, but we do want to be modeling it, having a mindset of it, uh, a standard of excellence in the in the work that we do. When we overcommit, we just cannot achieve a, a standard of excellence. But we want to be teaching that same standard to our kids as well. So teaching them balance so that they can do excellent at the things that they commit to do. Okay, the fourth thing, bad thing that happens when moms try to do everything is trying to do everything. Okay, this one you kind of have to swallow Take a deep breath because this is a little hard for you to hear as a mom. Trying to do everything for your family makes your family and the individuals in your family weak. Mm. Wow. (laughs) That's a powerful statement. (laughs) Well, they need to have obstacles that come up in their life. They need to learn how to problem solve. They need to learn endurance Mm. to be an overcomer when when it's not going perfectly and to not settle for just barely done. You know, one thing that I learned um, several years ago, I, um, well, I, 
over the past 20 years, I've been with a cosmetic company on the side, right? And so for several of those years, I was a director and I earned four cars Mm, with that company. Okay. So so there was a really important lesson I learned through that process because I didn't have very much time each week that I could do that. I was homeschooling my kids and that was priority and volunteering and that kind of stuff. So this was just a little window of my time that I could have. And the big lesson that I Uh, learned early in that business to be successful, I needed to have a mindset of do not cut corners. Mm. I was going to do everything I did uh, with excellence. I might not do it very much that week, but I was not going to cut corners. If I cut corners with my interaction with people, then that is the perspective they have of me. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried to also teach that concept to my kids as well. Um, In my book, uh, gaining momentum, preparing your student for success with or without college. One of those, I have a section on career habits. And one of those habits is the 100% rule, where you look at your responsibilities in life and you make little blocks of time throughout your week for each of these responsibilities. And it could be a one minute block of time or it could be a two hour block of time, but you know, different things different amounts. But in each of those blocks, when you're doing that, be a hundred percent doing that. For example, if you've got a quick phone call to make, I will often say a quick prayer first, Lord, help me be who they need to be me to be in this phone call. If they just, if they're having a bad day or going through something, then forget whatever my goal is in this call. Help me be who you want me to be, who they need me to be. Mm-hmm. It's being a hundred percent at whatever you're doing. That's a big element in the in the mindset that you want to teach your kids in work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple of questions for you. <laughs> okay, go so, for it. So, you know, we have we have five kids. You have seven, and you just know that some people are just born with a natural love to work, and some people aren't. Some people are thinkers. Some people are doers. Some people are a combination of both, but some people just have a more natural inclination to work than other people. And some kids tend to be a little strong-willed. So what do you say to our listeners who might have kids who, who, who have more of a like, just kind of laid back, mellow, don't need to get things done kind of attitude. How do we instill work ethic in those kids who don't have a natural inclination to work and don't really care if things are messy? Because some people just don't really care. Clutter and mess just right. Yes. Right. People, it doesn't even bother them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you're you're talking a lot there about personality types, and I love that question because I love the topic of personality types. So I hear it, and I'm all set for the challenge of of achieving um, some answers for you here. So I'm thinking one thing is when we identify our kids' personalities, and and there's a whole lot of different things that go into that. It's not one simple, you know. Um, there's all different kinds of personality tests out there, and we're way more complex than that. We're, we're made up of so many different aspects. But uh, when we identify some strengths in our kids or some weaknesses in our kids, usually those rep- a strength generally has certain weaknesses attached to it. Certain weaknesses have different strengths attached to it. It's the way we're looking at it as a mom, and it's also how we are then framing it to our kids. One of the greatest things we can do for our kids is help them understand themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we can look at a child and go, okay, this one is a thinker, they're not a doer, then how do I help them maximize that without 
them living with those weaknesses all their life too. Well, one of the ways is, so I bring it up like, um, I, I tell them, you know what? God has made you like this treasure chest. Um, and you've got all of these awesome qualities in you that the world needs. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to open that treasure chest for the whole world to experience awesome you. And the problem is that we tend to have our treasure chest locked up with some weaknesses. And we need to try to get those weaknesses out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so one of those for a thinker is that they don't that they don't have good initiative taking and that kind of thing. So we're going to have to one help them see that in, in themselves. Two, we we need to praise what we want repeated. Uh, and, and along those lines, we have to be very careful with our kids when we are talking to them about who they are. We don't want to put negative labels on them. Okay. Now I could have framed a conversation about you act lazy and you don't work hard. I could have framed it like that instead of framing it like you were this treasure chest. You know, there's a big difference there. And we, we, we have to be super careful with our words that we're not giving them a negative label that then, that they then own and grow more into. Instead, we want to help them throw off everything that hinders and run the race that God has called for them. So um, dealing with those weak things is important. Of course, each age, it's going to make a difference how we do that. At younger ages, they don't understand these concepts we're talking about. We just have to train with praise, you know, repeat what you want rewarded. Do not give reward for poor behavior. So like when I'm teaching a chore, for example, I am first going to show it. I'm going to show them how to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to, and I'm telling them how I'm doing it as I'm doing it. So they're watching. Then they're going to do it and I'm going to watch and I'm going to, you know, show them how to do it with a standard of excellence. Okay. So I'm going to show them and then I'm going to watch them and then I'm going to set them free. Okay. Let's do that same thing. Maybe I taught them how to clean the bathroom sink. I'm going to take them to the next bathroom now and okay, you go in, you do it. I'll be back in five minutes and we'll look it over. So when I come back, which this is another part of the problem with moms is a lot of times we have a tendency to not follow through and make sure we are um, really training beyond what just that initial do this. Follow up really matters. Okay. So I am going to go then follow up five minutes later and see how they did and do it with a standard of excellence. That's just important no matter their personality type. We as moms have to be sure we're doing good follow through. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So th- we could do about 10 podcasts just on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, be- I, I know we've talked a lot. We could keep talking. I, you mentioned a story about your son. Do you mind if you share that story about how he saw a neighbor? He was on his way home. Oh, yes. I will do day. that. I, I love that. Okay. that story. Thank you. Okay. So uh, we, Lisa and I were talking a couple days ago. That's how, how she knows about this. So um, a few days ago, my son, he's 18, and he has a couple of jobs, but one of them is he um, is a music teacher, who a piano teacher who drives to their homes. So he has a habit of when he's done with his stuff for the day, he'll give me a call and say, hey, is there anything you need to pick up at the store? So he gave me a call and I was like, no, I don't need anything. And he said, hey, would you mind, you know, is this 
the, is, does the schedule allow this evening for me to stop right now for a while? I see that there is someone working their yard. They're very elderly. They look like they're struggling. Would you mind if I helped them? And I was like, well, never mind our schedule. Do you feel like God is prompting you to do this right now? And he said, I think maybe, not sure. And I was like, then we don't take any chances. You do, you do what God has for you today. You do his good works. And so he, he stayed there a few hours. It ended up being a retired um, Marine officer. I'm not saying that right. Just a retired Marine. And um, so hopefully it was a blessing to that Marine that whether it was or not, it was important for my son to be doing the good works that God has called him to do each day. I love that. Like, you know, if we teach our kids the value of work, I think there's kind of this, this attitude, like work hard so you can get out of work where there's so much great pleasure and sense of fulfillment when we do a good job and work hard. Um, and we don't want to cheat our kids out of that ability to work hard. And just like your son is saying, he's going to stop and do a couple hours of yard work for free, just as a blessing to somebody because he sees the value of it and he sees the gift and benefit it can be. And, and he's probably the one blessed at the end of it just yes. as much as anybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. I love yeah. that story. Such a sweet, sweet sense of willing to give up his time and an effort um, in service to somebody else. You know, for our high schoolers, um, I, something I mentioned in the Gaining Momentum book is that for they need to be putting together a success portfolio. Mm-hmm. And when I think of the things in the list for the success portfolio, like transcript, volunteer hours, um, accomplishments, extracurricular activity, uh, var- various things, references, okay, various things. All of these things require good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Just cannot put together a healthy, successful person without really getting work ethic. And so success being a a bigger goal that we have, and not necessarily the world's idea of success, but becoming who God really designed them to be, flourishing at it, living life to the fullest. Christ said that he came that we might have life abundantly. Abundant living is not lazy living. It is not everything handed to you on a silver platter living. It is jumping in with both feet, working hard with excellence, and making the most of every day. Um, John Maxwell is one of my favorite business authors, and there's so many things that, I mean, I could, I could do a whole podcast just on John Maxwell on work ethic, uh, but one thing he says, uh, you know, he's very successful. He travels all over the world speaking, and um, one thing he says is, that people will come up and be like, man, I wish I had your life traveling all over the world and everybody wants your attention and selling all these books. And, and he says, you know, they want my life, but are they willing to do what I did to get my life? And that's the thing. We have to teach our kids the steps necessary to live that abundant life that, that God has prepared for us. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, we could keep going. <laughs> Probably leave this as enough, but Val, I'd love to have you back later for some of our other soft skills. And um, uh, yeah, anything you want to just leave our listeners with about just specifically work ethic or anything to just wrap up this 
this podcast? Well, I could leave you with another quote from John Maxwell. Sure. Uh, he, I'll, I'll read the first part of it. Leaders don't rise to the pinnacle of success. So leaders. So success and leadership and work ethic, all of these things go hand in hand. I, I know as a mom, I, and I've, I've said this a whole bunch of times in just this short podcast that I want my kids to be, I'm, I'm always future minded, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about that adult life that they're going to have and that, that they're going to have um, a life of abundance in whatever Christ has called them to be and to do. And, and that is going to require equipped leaders. And we can't, we can't make a good leader if they haven't been taught to be a servant of all. We've, we've got to serve first to lead. And then secondly, um, we, have to, we have to have habits in place that bring leadership. Um, you know, I have a fifth grader and she will move into youth group next year. So because at our church, sixth grade and up is, is um, in the youth group. And I had told her recently, you know, mom and dad have a requirement to attend youth group activities you have to be displaying leadership in who you are while you're with peers. Uh, I, I want to, throughout each day, sprinkled throughout each day, I want to be seeing signs of you that you're caring more about others than yourself and that you are leading people towards Christ and away from the stuff that gets in the way of their relationship with Christ. Mm. And so these are the qualities that I'm looking for in you over the next year to be ready for youth group and youth group activities. Uh, so getting a mindset in our kids of you are a leader, that is who you are. You are a leader. Giving them those kind of labels instead of the negative labels, right? Okay. So John Maxwell says, leaders don't rise to the pinnacle of success without developing the right set of attitudes and habits. They make every day a masterpiece. Mm. And that, that mom God said, you're his workmanship, like we said earlier. A, a lot of translations say you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. As we learn to do these good works, we're raising little masterpieces, and our family is a masterpiece collection, all of its imperfections and scars and, and uh, failures. It all can still be a masterpiece when we're doing it for God's glory and really being future-minded with our kids. Mm, I love that, Val. Thanks. It's always so encouraging to talk to you, I have to say. So I'm really excited for your upcoming podcast. And um, if you haven't gone to Val's website, I'll put a link in the show notes. Make sure you get over there and read some of her writing too, because she's got a lot of wisdom about a lot of things. Val, thanks for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much, Lisa. Same here.